Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mandalorian podcast, the official Star Wars podcast of the Kid Commentaries Network. I'm your host, Drew Gretsch, and today we are discussing, finally, I'm finally reviewing uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker Expanded Edition by Ray Carson. Um, you know, uh, just wanted to get some content out there. We wanted to fill a gap. Because so, we want our big, you know, episode 100 on Friday to be uh, an episode of Mandalorian Unscripted. We didn't really want that to be the um, a Clone Wars episode. You know, we wanted that to be like an event thing. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what we're doing tomorrow. Uh, or not tomorrow, but on Friday when you guys wake up, at, at least here in the United States, on Friday morning, the Mandalorian Unscripted episode 4 will be out for episode 100, and then, you know, later that day, uh, we are going to be reviewing the new Clone Wars episode, season 7, episode 11, Shattered, and going through all the new, all the news, we got some more Rise of Skywalker movie news, but, you know, uh, yeah, obviously we're going to talk about that there, but, you know, just right now, uh, the Rise of Skywalker episode, Star Wars episode 9, the Rise of Skywalker is going to be released on Disney Plus on May 4th, 2020, so, uh, Star Wars content coming to Disney Plus on May 4th. We're getting, obviously, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. We're getting Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 12, Victory and Death, the huge series finale of the show. Um, and Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian Season 1, Episode 1, the premiere episode, which I'm super excited for that show. I love behind-the-scenes stuff, and I, I cannot wait for uh, to get this behind-the-scenes look at the Mandalorian to help, you know, fill the gap between, um, season one and season two. All right, let's get into this book now. Um, you know, I'm going to start off spoiler free, and then we are going to get in, in, in spoilers for the book. Um, anyway, I'm a person that really likes The Rise of Skywalker. I think it's a good movie. So, I, I naturally like the book. Uh, it's got some really great Easter eggs. Um, it, it adds a lot to the, to the story. We get to, you know, get inside these characters' heads. And after watching the, after reading the book, that makes watching the movie so much better. Honestly, um, the, the book helps out so much with the pacing and everything. We get to, you know, what, what's in these characters' heads. We got, we get some pretty great moments in there, uh, which I'm going to get to. So, you know. Just wrap up this whole spoiler-free thing, um, you know. But it it doesn't really fix any of the problems. You know, Palpatine coming back it gives an explanation for that, uh, which we are going to talk about. You guys pr- pr- probably heard it though, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't really change it. It it makes sense now, um, but it, it it doesn't change the fact that I just didn't really like that part. I, um, so yeah, so now we're going to get into spoilers now, um, countdown from three, I guess, and then after one, I'm going to say a big spoiler, so three, two, one, Vader has a big spider guy, snake, swamp looking thing guarding the, uh, wayfinder, it was kind of weird. Um, it, it was really cool. It was really cool to just, uh, cause it just felt kind of Star Wars. And, you know, this is already a movie that felt a lot like 
Harry Potter to me. Um, but yeah, uh, there is just a thing. I'm going to get to it right here in the uh, book. It's pretty early on. It's just in these uh, first few chapters here. Let me find it. It's in chapter two. Uh, no, it's not. It's back in chapter one. Back in chapter one. Alright, yeah, so, um, it's a spider. It's like the eye, it says his, so, there's a deleted scene. This was shot, obviously you can't see it, it hasn't been released. Um, and it says, uh, so after Ben gets the, uh, gets the, like, he's, he's trying to get the Wayfinder. And he's, and he encounters a spider and it says, I am the eye of Webbish Bog. I, I know what you seek. And Kylo says, you'll, you'll give it to me. Um, no need for that. Do you really think my lord would have left it in the guardianship of one who would, who, who could be swayed by a trick of the force? And basically, uh, it just showed the, anyway, you know, it ends with the, um, It, it ends with kind of a trial that never really happens, and then the eye lets him take it. Yeah, lets him take it. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. It was cool. Um, another thing I really liked in this book was there was a description of Maz Kanata on page 55, and, and it kind of felt like just like a little nod to um, Lupita Nyong'o's amazing acting. She, she, she's an amazing actress. Um... It says, trying to find, okay, yeah, there is no, so the context is Ray is deciding whether or not to go on the mission to Pasana to get the Wayfinder, and Maz says there is no one else, Maz said, somehow ma managing to sound gentle and firm at the same time. The search for Exegol is a, tax, is a task for a Jedi, uh, and I thought that was really, really, that was great Maz moment. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o is a great actress. She is she is able to just have she's able to portray two very different emotions at the same time, and and that's what makes all of her roles so compelling. Especially Maz, which is you know a, a, a CG character that she's just doing the voiceover work for, and and that was really really cool to me. Uh, another thing, pretty early on in the book. Uh, during uh, Leia, Le Leia gets a lot m more scenes, and it's really great. Um, because you know, uh, Leia, all of her scenes in, in the movie were pulled from deleted scenes of The Force Awakens. So we got to see these. So we so we just got to see like these other. Um, so she got more lines. She got more lines. Um, and and we got got to get into her into her, into her head a bit also um and she says leo and it and the book says leo was, was no jedi master but she had learned from the best and not just from luke over the years she'd occasionally heard the voice of obi-wan kenobi through the force and even more rarely that of yoda so that was really cool um yoda took a part a, a small part in training Leia, and and I thought that was re really really cool to see all that. Um, 
No, I think we're going to talk about the Palpatine stuff last. There is another... Uh, there's another deleted scene in here. Where, there's two more I want to talk about that are really, really cool. Um, just trying to find it. Alright. Uh, it's a scene with Ben and Chewie. And and uh, it's it's the it's at the point when we, when the rest of the team thinks that Chewie's dead. Uh, is it? No, it's not the it's not here. Um, all right, I'm just trying to get it, guys, real quick. Sorry about this, but it is a really really good scene, and I do wanna talk about it. Is this in? Here it is. Okay. It's on page 118 if, if you're following along with me. It was a quick shuttle trip back to the command ship. And it hadn't give, given Kylo Ren nearly enough time to prepare. He sat before the door of Interrogation 6, rallying his thoughts. He had all the power now, he, he ran himself. The Wookiee was his past. He meant nothing to him. Kylo opened the door. Chewbacca was shackled to the wall. He looked up at Ren, fury in his eyes. I have not forgotten that you shot me, Kylo said. The wound had resulted in, in a defeat at Ray's hands. H had he been in top fighting form, the scavenger never would have gotten the best of him. With a wave of Kylo's hand, Chewbacca's shackles opened and, the, and clanked to the floor. He, he removed the lightsaber from his belt, dropped it to the ground. Kill me, Kylo taunted. I'm unarmed. Now is your chance. Have your revenge for Han Solo. Chewbacca had never been stupid, and so he, he made no move, but he growled, dark and low. Feel that? Kylo continued mercilessly. It, it makes you feel alive, doesn't it? That burning, the dark side, it makes you powerful. You, you understand that? The scavenger will understand it too. He sensed a stab of fear from the Wookiee on Rey's behalf. Kylo smiled, for he'd just been given a, his way in. Chewbacca loved the girl. In time, he would love her as much as he loved Han Solo. The way he, he never really loved Ben, Snoke had been the one to show him that. Kylo's voice crackled with rage. What was her mission? Where is she going? Give me the answer, or I'll take it myself. It, it should have been satisfying to watch Chewbacca wince in fear. Kylo should have felt pleasure in reaching out with the Force, inserting himself into the Wookiee's mind. R ripping away his memories and thoughts. Instead, it was exhausting. He saw flashes of the Wookiee laughing with a much younger Han Solo than he himself remembered. Felt Chewbacca's joy when his best friend ma married the, wo the woman he'd come to love like a sister. Saw the Wookiee cuddling a human toddler, teaching an older boy to fly a speeder. Tried to practice with, with, with a young man. Their blaster set on stun against a haphazard dummy made of rocks. Uncle Chewie. He'd called him back then. Nausea rolled in the pit, r rolled around in the pit of Kylo's stomach when he finally walked away from interrogation six. He'd gotten what he, he needed. Surely, the sense of triumph would follow soon. So that's um that's just a little scene with um, it's, it's obviously it's not the movie. Um, Kylo reaching into Chewie's mind, and trying to find out what Rey, what her mission is. 
but he finds family. He find he, he sees flashes of, of, of Chewie laughing with young Han. Uh, we see Chewie, we, uh, we, we felt Chewie's joy when Han and Leo got married. And it's really just a great in, insight into Chewie and his mindset. This character's been in all three trilogies. Um, and this is a scene that I, I really love so much. I, I, I really enjoy that scene whenever I read it. So the next scene I'm gonna talk about is a scene with Lando. So land, so it's a pretty long scene. It starts on page 195 and goes until 198. So it's a couple pages. Um, and this is also not in the movie. This was also shot. Uh, we see Lando walking back on the Falcon with Chewie. And he, he walks around. Um, he, he walks around the Falcon uh, remembering everything that happened before Solo. It's really great. He sees, um, uh, Lando, uh, he, and, and, he, and he goes to look at his cape closet. The cape closet, um, which obviously is a pretty important set in Solo. Um, and, and we learned that that's, that Chewie sleeps in there. That's where Chewie sleeps. He, he's, and obviously it's been redone in, into a bedroom. And, uh, yeah, so that's where Chewie lives, in the cape closet. And there's a hologram projector. Hologram disc is what they used to call it. And, you know, Lando says, you know what? I'm a smuggler. I'm going to look at it. No, he says he, he was a scoundrel after all. Excuse me. Um, so one of the images, it was Ben. Dark-haired, chubby-fisted. He kicked his... his his legs and, and yanked on Chewie's fur, shrieking in delight. Chewbacca just cuddled him close, making a sound that was almost like a purr. And then Lando walks out. Um, he gets in the cockpit one last time. Well, not one last time. Well, probably one last time, because we don't know anything past Rise of Skywalker. Uh, he settled in, in the pilot seat. Chewie mo moaned lo lo loudly. You said it, Chewie. Lando agreed. One last time. And then next, we are going to talk about the Galaxy Fleet. We're going to talk about the Galaxy Fleet. Uh, I really want... I, 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 um, you know, a, a lot of people... I, I don't hate this. Uh, obviously, it's trying to be their big portals moment in, in Endgame. You know... Star Wars didn't. Star Wars didn't earn that, really. You know, the MCU earned that. Um, getting that time to get to have all, uh, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy as Guardians, Wakandans, sor Sorcerers, Ravagers, all coming out of the of the portals to face Thanos. And obviously, this isn't as big. This isn't big. No one really. No one in the movie gets like a whole. Um. No. No. Nobody in the movie gets like any screen time really except the Falcon uh, in, in the Galaxy Fleet, which, you know, um, so obviously it's, it's not as big as the Endgame moment, but uh, I, I still don't think that Star Wars really earned it. Um, so I'm here, right now I'm uh, 
Look at this, Poe Hollard. Uh, this is page two, 224. Look at this, Poe Hollard. Look at this, as Lando laughed and laughed. The Allies, Aftab Akbar said, they're here. The whole galaxy's here, Poe exclaimed. Lando, you did it, Finn yelled. You did it! The comms erupted as ship after ship began calling in. Thousands of resolved voices voices crying out, refusing to be silenced. Million and Falcon, standing by for orders, said, said, said Lando. Mon Calamari Fleet, can't, can't another voice. Phantom Squadron, standing by. Ghost, standing by. Anodyne 2, standing by. Poe is not the crying type. But as everyone called in one after another, liquid pulled in his eyes. They had done it. The spark of the resistance had become a fire. Alphabet 2, standing by. Zaversio with Inferno Squad, standing by. Look at all these ships. Fireball here. Hi, everyone. Cut the chatter, Kaz. A deep voice responded. So, uh, we do get that little... Obviously, uh, I haven't re read all the books. Uh, the ones that really made me... The one that made me, made me the ha ha happiest was the uh, Kaz moment. Um... And de definitely the ghost also, but we'd seen the ghost before in Rogue One. But also, um, it was definitely great to see that there. Um, and, you know, this is a line that's really just in so Kaz, and I really like that. And then I can totally Im imagine Yeager's voice saying, like, cut, cut the chatter Kaz, because that's what, what he, he says a ton in the show. Um... Yeah, so now we're going to talk about the big stuff, the Palpatine stuff. So, what happened with Palpatine? So this is pretty hard to explain, so I'm going to start at the beginning. Uh, the Emperor is a clone. He's a clone. Now, I'm just going to read this whole thing on page two, 219 to 220. Um, it, it explains all of it. Uh, and, and Ray sees what happened to Palpatine. Falling, falling, falling. Down a massive shaft, the betrayal, sharp and singing, a figure high above, black clad and helmeted, and shrinking fast. His very own apprentice had turned against him, the way he himself had turned against Plagueis, whose secret to, Im to immortality he had stolen. Plagueis had not acted fast enough in his own mo moment of death, but Sidious, Sensing the flickering light in his apprentice had been ready for years. So the falling, dying emperor called on all the dark power of the force to thrust his consciousness far, far away to, to a secret place he had been preparing. His body was dead, an empty vessel, long before it found the bottom of the shaft. And his mind jolted to new awareness in a new body. A painful one, a temporary one. It was too soon. The secret place had not completed its preparations. The transfer was imperfect, and the clone body wasn't enough. Perhaps Plagueis was having the last laugh after all. Maybe his secret remained secret, because Palpatine was trapped in a broken, dying form. The heretics of, of the Sith Eternal toiled, splicing genes, bolstering tissue, creating unnatural abominations in the hope that one of these strand casts would succeed and become a worthy receptacle. The heretics would do anything, anything at all, and risk, would do anything, risk anything, 
sacrifice anything to create a cradle for their god consciousness. Nothing worked, but their efforts were not entirely in vain. One genetic strand cast lived, thrived even, a not quite identical clone, his son, in, in quotes. But he was a, a, a useless, powerless failure. Palpatine could not even bear to look upon such disappointing ordinariness. The boy's only worth would lay in continuing the bloodline through more natural methods. And it was through that eventual union, unexpected as it was, that Rey was born. The perfect vessel, strong enough to contain all the power of the Sith. His granddaughter. So, uh, you know, a lot of people online were like, well, why didn't Palpatine, well, why wasn't Pal Palpatine's clone, like, look like the Palpatine from the prequels, or even younger? Be well, it was. It, it was just that the clone wasn't ready yet. So, the age, like, the dark side, like, had the body grow more. Like, it aged much faster. So that by the time of the rise of Skywalker, he is an old man again. Um. So yeah, and and he's he, he's about to die, so he he wants to carry out his his plan right now, which I think would would have been better stated in the actual film. That would have been better. Um. And Ray's father was also a clone of Palpatine, but uh, you know, obviously that wasn't played by. Ian McDermott, or, you know, r rumors that Matt Smith was going to be playing young Palpatine. Um, because it, it wasn't identical, and it could not use the Force. So, he then, you know, just cast it out to, you know, use to, um, to start a family and continue his bloodline, and then hopefully his grandchild would be able to use the Force. It reminds me a lot of Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, and, 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 and if you've seen the movie, you know, you know what I mean? And, and if you haven't, go watch it. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's really, really good. Watch the first one first. It's a good movie to binge. Um, good movies to binge. The first two, you don't have to watch the rest of the MCU to know what's going on because they're so different. They're so far away from the rest of the MCU. It doesn't really matter as much. Uh, but anyway... Um, and, so yeah, and obviously Rey is incredibly powerful with the Force, so Palpatine wants to use her as a vessel. Those are really all my thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker novelization. If you want to check it out, you can do so. I got this book on Amazon. Uh, Rey Carson does, she does an, ama an amazing job with getting inside these characters' heads. Oh, and, uh, what, 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 one more thing. Um, it is confirmed that, um... That Daisy, remember her from The Last Jedi? Uh, the character was like, oh no, let's not have a scene. And uh, Commander Tice, those two, uh, they are m married, which, uh, you know, they had the um, lesbian kiss at the end of the film. Uh, so I thought it was good to show that they were married. And I will say, the books, the books and comics do a really good job of showcasing more LGBTQ characters than the films do and the shows. Uh, just, uh, just off the top of my head, there's some characters. Um, 
and, and you know, I, I I haven't read all the books, but uh, characters, Lords of the Sith had the first one. Uh, uh, Commander, uh, she talked about her wife for a minute. Um, Resistance Reborn has uh, a gay character, and then now, of, of course, Rise of Skywalker book. Uh, it's good to see that uh, diversity in Star Wars, and to, you know, just because everybody should get to see themselves represented on screen in their favorite uh, franchise. I, I think that's really important. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I just think it's really good to see that in film, TV, even in books, comics. It's, it's really good to see that stuff. All right, we are the Mandalorian podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening today's, to today's show. If you have any feedback about the Rise of Skywalker book or the Rise of Skywalker or even the Mandalorian still, Clone Wars, anything Star Wars, send it to us at uh, mandalorianpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read your email here on the show. Or DM us on our Instagram at Kid Commentaries Network. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram for all the latest news and updates regarding the Kid Commentaries Network. Make sure to, to check out our website, kidcommentariesnetwork.com. We post all of our episodes on there pretty soon after they drop, if not immediately. Uh, of course, sometimes it's going to be a few hours or days, but we do uh, always make sure of that. Uh, also, oh, it's raining outside, and I don't know if you guys can hear that. Yeah, you guys can hear it a bit. Um, Make sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We read five-star reviews on the Friday podcast. We will be reading the next one on Friday for Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 11, Shattered. Uh, and then we'll pro- probably do one on Monday for The Clone Wars Big Finale episode. We'll do that. Um, but yeah, if you want to hear your... Uh, but leave us a five-star review. It helps the show grow. It helps more, more people find it, especially with... Um, Obviously, you know, not right now. There's not a whole lot of Star Wars content coming out right now. We only got two more episodes of Clone Wars. Uh, but you know, when Mandalorian season two comes out in October, people are gonna are gonna are gonna be looking for new Mandalorian podcasts. We had a huge spike when season one debuted back in November, and we wanna uh, we we wanna keep that going. Wanna keep keep that going each year, and there's a new season. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Drew Gretsch. Stay safe. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Practice so social distancing. And may the force be with you.